0: Hi, it's Thursday evening. It's already after 8 o'clock. I'm running a very busy day today. So I'm going to try to say a few words about the Parsha, because I'm not going to have time a little bit later have this. Uh, Sheer to go to and uh, to do. and uh, Anyway, what do you have to get? I have a very long and very full day. so. Um, but I know I try to get this done, so to get to Israel in time. Uh, happy to say that we have a sponsor for today's Pasha podcast. Uh, from today, uh, Mr. David Feinkich from uh, New York, from Brooklyn. Very uh, uh, flattered that he uh, felt like uh, sponsoring it. And, you know, we go from week to week. And uh, he said that he listens to the podcast. That's one of the nice things is I don't know who's out there. This is the only way I ever discover. So thank you very much. Um, I want to repeat that this Shab is hopefully, um, I'll be doing the second of the lecture series, I think at 8 o'clock or eight thirty one one or the other, on my YouTube channel, and for me, the best thing to do is you go on the YouTube channel, which is, I think, called Jewish History with Rabbi Katz, or something like that, Rabbi Dr. David Katz, uh, and you hit on the subscribe button, that's supposed to be very good. Uh, now, with i further to do, I don't know how much time I have today, but I'll... Try to put in a little bit. We got, uh, what is it this week, Parshish, uh Braces? no, no, it's Noah. We got Noah. Oh, my goodness, Noah and the flood. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Um, there's a million ideas out there. Let me share one. I don't know if you notice this. What's the reason for the flood? What's the reason for the flood? So at the end of the braces before the flood, God says, I've had it up to here, and I'm going to wipe out mankind. Really? You're God. Why don't you introduce into mankind a spirit of repentance or something like that, right? Now, why is it that God said it's hopeless? And uh, excuse me, I mean, that's quite a statement. God is saying it's hopeless? I mean, is that really? There's nothing you can do. I mean, you're a kol yohol. Nothing you can do? What does it mean? I don't know if you ever thought of it. I never did. What's going on over here? Um, as I understand it, which is all I can ever share, you see something really interesting, which is the following. We say a person has the Eitzhar and the Eitzhar Tov. Okay. Uh, consider this well. The Eitzhar never leaves you. That's what we believe. As long as you've got a mind, there's always the HR. You've got to fight it for the rest of your life. That's a fundamental teaching of Judaism. Until the day you die, uh if you have your mind, until the day you die, there is always the h r r um even a deathbed did the, the Hasidim tell a story, how's it go? One of the baochanov tales I have to remember this now that uh I think it's in Sheikh, Abesh, maybe, and Bachanov comes to a town and they say. He says, And they say, we, want have, we have one of the Lamed Vav sadikim here. Why, the guy's dying, and uh, when they came to see him, you know, to sit by his bed, he's about to kick the bucket, he's still there. He basically said, panu derech al you know, welcome, Ushbizani loin. Here comes Dovah here comes Avram Av- Av- Yitzhak Yaakov, here come all the great Sadikim to accompany me into heaven. And, uh, that's quite a scene. Therefore, this guy was definitely one of the Lamb and we never knew it. And Deval Shemtov, according to the story, if I haven't seen this in many years, he basically says, wait a minute, I have a Geiger counter. I can tell if I'm in the presence of one of the Lamb Tzadikim. My Geiger counter didn't register nothing, right? It can't be that I'm in this town that didn't feel this. And so, they said, go see yourself. And so... The story goes, Bal Shemto goes to the sick guy's house, and he's surrounded by all these people, and he's saying, Oh, here comes Avram, here comes Yitzhak, here comes the Mashiach, here comes the mouth, etc. etc. And the, et et the Bal Shemtov says, again, I'm going by memory, clear the room. It's just him and the guy. And the guy is about to kick the bucket, he's about to die. And the Balsento, being the Bal Shemto, he can do anything, Superman. And so he says some prayer, and the guy recovers. And then, because he's a we so he can do that. So the guy recovers. And when the guy recovers, then the Vashem says to him, like, this, all right, cut the Let's chat you into the. I can't. I, the Geiger counter doesn't register. I can tell. You know, you're a nice guy, but you ain't in that league. And the guy, according to the story, said, I'll tell you the truth. I'm a nobody. But I have three daughters and no sons. And they're all of eligible age. And I'm worried for the future. And since I was a nobody, so uh, I'm worried that uh, once I'm gone, my girls will not get any shadukim. So I figured if I put on a big act, like I was one of the Lama Tzadikim, when I go, then people will want to marry them because they'll say the father was a world-class tzaddik. Uh And now you know the truth. And the Baal Shemta said like this, when he told her his story, he said, see, the Eitzahar is there even by the deathbed. <laughs> you get it? The Eitzahar was there because while he was dying, he told him, tell a lie. We see him Sheker Ticha, tell a lie. And the Eitzahar the gave Eitzah so it'll be good for your girls for the Shadduchim. You understand? So that simply illustrates the fact that we all believe and say the Eitzahar is never gone. And that all you can do is defeat uh, temporarily and then tomorrow is, in, is the fight all over again. Actually, a minute later is the fight all over again. Fine. Now let's switch to the other side. Is there always a Yates or Tove? That's a question you don't see written. At least, let me put it this way. i never seen written, written. Uh, is there always a Yates or Tove? It's not possible to destroy the Yetzirah, as I just said before. You can only temporarily defeat it. And life consists of an endless number of attempts and challenges to constantly defeat the Yetzirah, but then it comes back again and comes back again and comes back again. What about the Um, of right? uh, you know, Is it always there? Can, can the age of Toph be destroyed? That's the question. The age of Har, we just said before, cannot be destroyed. If you think you destroyed, it's back a minute later. What about the age of Toph? Can the age of Toph be destroyed? The answer is yes. That you see from this Parsha. Because it says, at the end of Reishas, that God saw, right? Vayar... This is the build-up to Noah's Ark, to, to the flood, to the marble. Vayar Hashem ki rabba a lot of evil on the land. V'chol yetzir libo rak rak What does that possibly mean? Is that rhetoric? Or is it real? Huh? Is this a figure of speech? Or is it real? It's real. I'm talking about that generation back then. V'chol yetzir machshavos libo rak rak holayom. My goodness. Rock, Rock, Holyom. So all they thought about was doing bed all day long. There was no room for anything good. And he's talking about mankind. Really? Wow. So everybody was bad All the time. What happened to the to? The H.E.T.O. was killed. The to was killed. Has the H.E.T.O. killed? It's actually not that hard. Um... Uh, we, uh, uh, I'll explain what I mean as I understand in a second. Once the of Tov is gone and it can't come back, you killed it. It's not coming back in that person, in that generation. Then I'll wipe out. whatever the passage is there. I'll then I'll, I'll destroy mankind. Because there's no point. There's only a point in mankind if it's possible for to Tov, here and there at least. If there is no Yitzhah Tov, then literally, that's not what I had in mind. And then the human race gets destroyed. But no, Noah was the exception. But everybody else was not the exception. And since they were not the exception, it means no one had a Yetzir Tov. That's a, quite a statement. Now, I mean, quite a statement of the way mankind was holding at that time. What's the shot that you killed the Yetzir Tov? And I said before, it's not that hard. It's what we call the uh, uh, coarsening of of the human sensibilities, the hardening of the human sensibilities. It's possible in people to get so shakua and stuff that uh, they're not turning around. I don't think there's was the Yatsetov in Hitler, so to speak, I mean to use an extreme example. It's just not there. Um, now there was the Yate in Moshe Rabbeinu, and there's the Eight Hara in Darizal, you understand? can have the Hara. But there are such Rashim, it's possible, they have no Yetzhotov. So it's not always a balance. You follow? Life consists, or God set up the world in such a way that life consists, there's a, some kind of a, a fight going on. A struggle, the Bechirah, is a struggle. But if there's no struggle, then ain't no point. Particularly if the struggle is all in favor of the of, of horror. The, of the now, how did it happen that things became so coarsened, the, uh, as I see, the moral sensibilities became so uh, atrophied and attenuated in such a way They just weren't there anymore. It's actually not so hard. That's called the decline and decadence of civilization. It's possible. Things that you consider uh, impossible and indecent know, outrageous, if civilization heads in a certain direction, this has happened in history, if it heads in a certain direction, then the very notion that this is good or bad is gone. You understand? Uh, It's very fascinating to me, because in the opinion of the Chazal, which was written 2,000 years ago, and they're writing about things 2,000 years before them, right, 4,000 years ago. So, it's, it's, it's always interesting, Medina, you know, the way they portray the process of the coarsening and the hardening of the moral sensibilities to the point that they no longer were there. They were, like, killed off. And in the classic opinion of the Chazals, it's a sexual thing, right? Uh, because the preceding Pasuk, as you know very well, says, <laughs> When, uh, to read the pusigan plain meaning, without the Midrashic meaning, when, when people, when mankind started uh, multiplying, and all of a sudden you didn't have a few Yechida, but you have a whole population, which is a different animal. Once you have a population, then it requires organization of a society, and it requires rules, and requires the ability to compel people to make sacrifice them in, in, uh, of their uh, freedom of action on behalf of the others. Notice, I can't go through a red light. Why not? I want to go through the red light. I can't go through the red light. I'll crash into somebody. Uh, it's is the problem we're having now with the with the corona, right? Where somebody says, "I'm not wearing a mask. I don't give a damn." I don't care. It's not, I don't believe it. Don't, I'm not going to do it. So, it says uh, specifically that there were these girls, and uh, these guys saw these girls. They checked them out. And uh, they were good looking to them. They just grabbed whatever they wanted, right? As the uh, Sifri. It's not a Medushabim, it's a Sifri, which is Medushalokha. And Balosha says, uh, The word Bnei Elohim obviously can be translated in several ways. By the way, I didn't say Bnei Elohim. This is the Jewish religion, right? This is the Jewish religion. We don't believe God is a son. Okay? Uh, are, we, are we clear on that? So it's B'nei Elohim. So then what does B'nei Elohim mean? So uh, uh, there are two Jewish traditions. There, there are three or four, actually. Two well-known Jewish traditions about it. The simplest and more rational is rich, spoiled brats. Mahayu uh, These are the sons of the Dayanim, which are the judges, which means these are the sheiks, the guys who had the power in that society. So we would say uh, children of Donald Trump, you know, the rich and powerful. Uh, that kind. This is, I'll tell you again, this is a Sifri, it's not a Vort. So basically, they could just jump and rape anybody they wanted right anywhere, any time on the street. That's what they did. And you couldn't punish them because they're rich and powerful. And once they set a bad example, everybody else did it. And so... When the Pesach says, Vayu is Beno this is it, 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 it this became it started with the b'nei Elohim and it spread to everybody in which case it was a nightmare for women. That's half the human race my friends. <laughs> That's half the human race. It's not that they don't count. You see? And, uh, and nobody did anything about it because they were Ben Elohim. So in other words the norms changed and there was no and the Tov was stifled. And after a while, if you see the elites do it, then you think that becomes the right way. You hear what I said? The Acer Tov can only operate when there's not a fog over what's right and wrong. When there's a fog of what's right and wrong, the Acer Tov is kind of helpless because they have a well-meaning person. But he says, like, this kind of behavior is 100% okay. It's the kind of fights we're having in America and around the world today in terms of the culture wars. You know, is gay okay? Is this okay? Is that Okay polygamy, monogamy you know, everything, you name it, bestiality, uh, and, I'm, I've said many times, people make fun of me, when I say, but, you know, uh, they're going to have all these uh, things mutter in America, and I don't want to sound like some kind of a nut, um, speaking with, a, with what I believe is a measured sense of judgment, um, simply because once you uh, got rid of the idea of the Judeo-Christian definition of marriage, which they did a couple years ago, the Supreme Court of the United States, by the way, the one who said that, then uh, there's no basis for stopping any two or three or ten consulting adults, consenting adults, from doing it, engaging in any kind of relationship they had. And one leads to another, next thing you have this, next, I don't want to be too graphic, but A leads to B, B leads to C, and C leads to D, and next thing you know, you've got mixed dancing. So, it said, the elites used their power, and they had the power, to be just almost like, noshim Nashim, and ashuk. Well, know some. And then everybody else did. And I'm not finished. The Pesach goes on to say, right? And um Pesach goes on to say, also I think in the Sifri, that uh, Elu, where was it? I'm looking here in the Torah Shlame, he's got all this. Stuff. Oh yeah. Hey, what do I mean A leads to B and B leads to C? It says, <laughs> They grabbed Women, whatever whoever they chose. So again, it's a Medish Rabba. Listen to this. Bayukem Nashim, Elu Nishha Nashim. That was women. Mikolashabacharu says Zakhar u'behemah. Okay? So in other words, the way the Medrash reads the Pasuk, is a progress, or I should say like this. It's a uh, opposite of progress, whatever you regress. Uh, they started out with Baikal Nashim and then they moved to Mikol she'bacharu. Because the nature of pornography and this kind of thing is you always need something bigger stimulus. You get it? Now, the reason I'm I'm mentioning all this is because it seems to be very contemporary in a lot of ways. The corona has pushed a lot of things to the side, uh, understandably. And that's front and center. But corona ain't the only problem out there. And a year ago, before we had the corona business, we had all this other junk running around. And one of the big things we have in our society is the porno business. I remember a year ago or a year and a half ago, whenever it was, in Nevada, here we had some speaker in Baltimore. Uh, I forget the guy's name. He's out of Lakewood, but, the, but you'll know who it is. And uh, that's a firm organization that they deal with the with these kind of kids and number one problems. And the, and he said, you know, the three, and this is the guy's front lines. I forget his name. Maybe Gluck or something like that. And um, the three big problems that are raging throughout the firm community is the, is the booze, is the alcoholism, is the drugs, is the porno. And when I say from community, from the extreme modern orthodox to the extreme opposite of modern orthodox. Okay? So let's get this straight. There are avanim Rosh Hashivas, people like this and that and the other, and they in, in, including the population that's dealing with the problems of booze, the problems of drugs, and the problems of porno. So it kind of boggles the mind that a Russian shiva. No, it does not boggle my mind. That's the way it is. You know, it's as old as Noah's ark. That's, that's the way it is. And what you're dealing with is the hardening of the of the cultural sensibility. Now, a person today, I'm just obviously, I'm just making up what I'm about to say. Imagine somebody in Lakewood who's a rub or this, that, and the other. He's saying strum's problem with the porno. He has a tove. He knows it's wrong. He's just stuck. It's, a, it's an addiction, you know. Uh, and that's why they have all, all these organizations to try to help him. Uh, it, because it's a huge problem. It's not a little problem. I'm trying to say, it's not what you think a few here, a few there. It's bigger than we think between the drugs and the uh, booze and the other thing. And the point is, it's, it's, it's a lot. And he said some kind of a number, this guy, that like a thousand, and I repeat, this is all before Corona existed. He said, we lose like a thousand kids a year, die, kids and grown ups from these three uh, uh, machlis. let's put it that way. That's a lot of people. Now, a thousand kids between. Lakewood, Baltimore, Muncie, Detroit, Toronto, Chicago, you know, the whole North America and wherever, is this, you know, so it's a one, here, one here, one here, one here, one there, but it adds up more than you think. Now, the family's hiding, and they say he died from something else, but, you know, this is where it's coming from. So you see that, but after a while, that doesn't work. Then you want Mikolash then, then you want and you want Behema. This is the nature of the business. Now, as I said, today when we find people struggling with this, when we find kids and teens particularly struggling with this, it's still Yates of toe there. They're just, they're losing that battle with the Yates of which is understandable because it's the nature of things like porno as well as other things that becomes addictive. So here we have a problem where I don't even know exactly how you locate it on the moral spectrum because I'm not a psychologist. Uh, you know, somebody who gets addicted, are we even talking about the Yates of anymore? He's stuck in the, clutches shall we say of the Yitzhar. by the way it could be gambling addiction it could be other things also I mean, these are the three things the guy mentioned but you and I know there's all kinds of addictions out there uh, but when the addiction no longer has the character of an addiction but becomes a societal norm then the younger generation particularly grows up without any knowledge or anything whatsoever that there's anything wrong with it and then there's no Yetzir Tov because the Yetzir Tov can't say don't do this because they're, why not? And not why not in a, in, in a smug, arrogant sense, you know, like, I'm not going to listen to the Eats or Tope, I'm going to listen to Eats or Ha, 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 Ha. It's that they, they don't get it. Like, Tucker, what's wrong with that? If it's two consenting, uh, if, if it's a consenting man and a consenting behemoth, what's your problem? You this is, now, I know it sounds funny, but this is where it's headed, at least in my opinion. Um, I repeat, all I can tell you is what I think. And it's fascinating that we had this problem thousands of years ago. If the process exhausts itself, and then you have the erosion of the Judeo-Christian value, uh, fabric of Western Civ, in other words, if it's all gone, then you get a marble. Okay? It's interesting. Then you get a mobble. Because then there's no fight. There's no battle. There's no chance of good ever coming and winning out. Because it's not possible. Think, for example, like you know, Nazi Germany, all the, you know, the real believers in the Nazi stuff. They sold themselves totally Yitzhara, you understand, and and we're happy to do so. Meaning that's how they were raised; they were brainwashed. I don't know whatever it is. Once the society, it's I mean, what did Hitler do? He bombarded you every day from the radio and the newspapers that this is the right way. So in other words, it's not shot, There's no Yitzchak Tov. The Yitzchak Tov now assumes the shape of the Yitzhortov. Uh and so let's put it this way: you defeated God. <laughs> Because he set it up that there should be a battle, a struggle, a struggle between right and wrong, and a struggle between right and wrong, sometimes right wins and sometimes wrong wins. But if you create a society, or sub-societal values, or a civilization, as they did 4,000 years ago, um, in which... The B'nai him can do whatever act. They can be Ma'anim, Nashim, and the Shuk, and, 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 and it's 100% okay. And then that becomes the right thing to do. You're not a man. You know, if you live in the Noach, you're not a man unless you go and grab somebody and do that in the Shuk. Get it? Like, what are you? It's, it's the teens grew up with a whole warped sense of values. And uh, and then, what he's, then what's God supposed to do? Say, like this, the age the trouble will one day assert itself in you and say it's not right. No, it will not. You see? It will not. And um, when this happened, so what, what can I tell you? Then God's like this: Kol Yeter Libo Rak Rak Kol Right? I repeat: Rak Rak Kol There's no room for any second thinking, and um, it's it, it, it's actually fascinating when you uh, understand this. Now they say, you know, the Chazal tell us that after the flood, the Bnei Noach or the Goyim, whatever. Godru, Atz, go? Godru Atzman how's it go? Atsman min Uh they say that, I believe, the connection when Yaakov kisses Rachel. Remember that story? When he meets her at the well. And it's a famous matter. They said they cried. Uh, he kissed her and then they looked up and they cried. Well the two of them cried. So why did they cry? So you can read that in a lot of ways, but I'm just thinking about the matter. I happen to remember this Medushraba. It said the local Arabs were looking at them. And it says, What is this guy? A priestess? Kiss a woman in public? In other words, like Saudi Arabia today. The uh, you know, the it's a big one that's neas in the public sphere. And it says, Because after the flood, the Bene no Godrats Minarias Which is fascinating. If it's true, then if, if that Khazal's be taken at face value, then something very, very interesting. It means the survivors came out of the ark and they said like this Listen, you know, people are people and we're certainly not perfect. Noah was very far from perfect. Shame come in the office, and those guys are very far from perfect. The Torah tells you some of their problems. Uh, very far from perfect. But let us not repeat the mistake that was antediluvian. The mistake that was there before the flood, and to say that gillarize and priestess is a uh, positive thing, and it's a, a normal thing, and it's a something to be encased in the norms of society, because that's how we got wiped out last time, and so whatever happens, you know, we'll be good, we'll be bad, hopefully God will not destroy the world in the same way, you know, He send a rainbow, but uh, let us not revisit the sins that were made before, because we are aware of the extraordinary power of sexuality, and they can overwhelm everything, and and become, and become a dominant uh, force. Uh, and, uh, and then it kills all the, uh, moral, it kills all the sensibilities. Uh, this is why pornography is such a big problem today. And it's worse than ever because it's backed by money. Everybody knows you. You know, the, the Internet, everybody else, you know, there's always going to be money in that stuff. You see? So it's going to uh, appeal to the prurient interests. Uh, as long as there's a, a, a knowledge, a sense, or those who say that it's wrong, and make a convincing case, then you got a chance. If those norms take over and stamp out all the others, then we're going to go back to some kind of flood. Now it could be called global warming. I don't know what they'll call, it. but I mean it's it's a quite a, a, a um, warning lesson. This to me is 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 the actual physical contemporary meaning of Parshas Noach, not just the story of a guy who was in a boat long ago. That's also true. But how does it hit you and I today? And uh, I think we forget a lot of this because now in the Corona, everybody's just isolated for a minute. And so it's not normal times, but in normal times, the power of the uh porn and all the rest is huge, okay and uh people pretend it's not only at their peril and uh you know what 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 is the uh the solution they notice it It's, it's i think it says uh, they realize it's it's uh, awesome power, and uh it's unleashed and uh it's pretty scary and um uh, it meant god said i can't think of any way to fix this to me that's just uh, uh, remarkable and uh noah was the only normal guy Noach, no for whatever it is wasn't wrapped up in in that particular zach and the chazal even say no meaning he was just a guy when if i remember correctly the matter says in uh in parshish no because no one's a big big salik, but he was a what we would call today a family man he wanted to get married, raise a family, this and the other, In other words, The sex wasn't a separate thing for him, the way it is pornographically. It's, it's part of a, you know, a normal, a, a, a wholesome family life, as we would say today. Uh, because as Ayla told us, no, he wanted to have told us. These other people didn't want to have told us. It wasn't about that. Now, there's so many parallels with what's going on now. To my mind, it's extraordinary. And, uh, it's real interesting, you see these fights over Supreme Court nominees. As almost a culture war of, uh, Half of them are like Catholics who say, no, no, no. You still have to have the values in which this is not right. And the other half are saying, how dare you say anything's wrong? How do you say anything's wrong? And it becomes a culture war, and this is why America split so powerfully. Here we are a week before the elections between Trump and Biden. A lot of it boils down to, you know, some of it has to do with Israel, but some of it has to do with, that, with the cultural values, uh, which I think are as old as Noah's Ark. That's, that's the point I wanted to make. Uh, to me, this is like the, one of the most interesting parts. Now, um, how that ties in to Avodah Zara, I'm not 100% sure, but Liby me omerly that once, I mean, if you're dealing with a totally hafkira situation, a guy could grab whoever he wanted, so whoever was weak, and women by definition are weak, physically I'm talking about. Uh, so you had this kind of uh, exploitation type society. Uh, in that context, religion arose. The gods. Right? But the gods are out there to sanction this stuff. You understand? Know because I'm not gonna pay a priest uh, who's gonna say something I don't like, who's gonna criticize me. And so the religions became sort of custom tailored to give their what shall I say? To custom tailor to, to 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 give their, their um hmm, uh clients uh sanction. And indeed we know of the ancient pagan religions of the Middle East, I'm thinking particularly of the Canaanite religions, but not only, that they're very into fertility and sexuality, and they're always sanctioning sacred prostitution. It's fascinating, uh, from an anthropological point of view. And you even find that there's such a pull to get into this, even though you say, I want my kid in that, you know, I don't want to from that. You're wrong. If you lived in, you would. And the reason I say it is because God found it necessary to include um, among the 613 mitzvahs uh, two losaseis. One is losi, a kadesh from Israel, a You know what a kadesh and a kadesh is? It's a sacred prostitute. Don't give your daughter, in other words, to become a kadeshah and don't give your son, oh my goodness, to become a kadesh. Why do you have to even order that? Who would do a thing like that? Shema minah. What I just said is wrong. Right From here you see that these things are very powerful forces and they end up dominating civilization, and they kill the of Tov, and then there is no of Tov. And when there is no of Tov, then comes destruction, right? As long as the of Tov fighting Yetzir so you don't get destruction, you just have history. When you have the absence of the of Tov, which is possible to kill, then you have the end of history. So the Yetzir never goes away, but the Hara, the Yitzha Tov could go away if you play your cards right, or perhaps I should say if you play your cards wrong. Anyway, that's what I was thinking. We come to the story of the flood. Have a good show. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbydovidcats.com.